Welcome to episode number 33. I'm your host, Glenn Bush, and just a reminder that we've moved our full disclosure to the end of the episode. But just briefly, these are my opinions. You know, they're not the opinions of American Money Management. This is for educational purposes only, and this is not an offer to buy or sell securities. For this episode, I'm going to focus on the question, when will Disney start paying its dividend again? Now, this is something that long-term Disney shareholders have been asking since the company stopped paying its dividend back in 2020 because of the coronavirus shutdowns. Now, we didn't get an exact date, but we got a little bit more clarification on when Disney will start its dividend again. And it was from the most recent earnings call, the Q3 2021. Uh, Disney management said the following, quote, Longer term, we do anticipate that both dividends and share repurchases will remain a part of our capital allocation strategy. However, for the time being, we don't anticipate declaring a dividend or repurchasing shares until we return to a more normalized operating environment and our leverage is back to levels more consistent with a single A credit rating. Unquote. Well, then obviously this raises the question, what will it take to get Disney back to an A rating? Well, this is what S&P Global has to say about it. Quote, S&P Global Ratings no longer expects that Disney will reduce adjusted leverage to below three times by the end of fiscal 2022 due to the company rolling out its global direct-to-consumer streaming platforms and investing in new content, content, which will depress operating and cash flow measures for the next few years. Unquote. The leverage ratio is usually defined as total debt divided by EBITDA. Sentio is reporting Disney's trailing 12-month EBITDA as $7.78 billion. When I take the current portion of long-term debt and long-term borrowings off Disney's balance sheet, I get a total debt of $55.84 billion. And that gives us a leverage ratio of 7.17 times. I'm excluding other long-term liabilities off Disney's balance sheet just to keep things simple. Now, that line item, it's a combo of operating leases, finance leases, and an Anaheim Municipal Bond debt service obligation. And leaving it out also gives us a lower starting leverage ratio in our earliest estimate for when Disney's dividend will come back. Obviously, the big variable here is the coronavirus pandemic. The biggest drag on Disney's EBITDA right now is its theme parks division. So the sooner the coronavirus gets under control, the more comfortable people are with traveling and being in crowds, the quicker its theme park division bounces back and the quicker Disney's EBITDA bounces back. And estimates for Disney's EBITDA for the next 12 months are around $15 billion. If that happens, then Disney's leverage ratio drops to 3.72 times, assuming its debt doesn't increase and there are no further disruptions to its theme park division. Estimates for Disney's EBITDA in two years is around $20 billion, and that creates a leverage ratio of 2.79 times. Again, assuming debt doesn't increase and its theme parks avoid any further disruptions. So if the consensus plays out, then the earliest Disney will start paying a dividend again is in a year and a half based solely on its leverage ratio. Then the next question is, how big will the dividend be when it starts again? Will they resume right where they left off and keep it the same? Or will Disney start at a lower rate to retain more earnings to spend more on content for their streaming services? We can't answer that right now. It's kind of a a wait and see and see if we get more clarification when the dividend comes back. Now, back in episode 27, I mentioned how I was keeping Disney in the portfolio, even though it stopped paying a dividend. I was simply giving it more time to give us more clarity on the future state of its dividend. Well, we just got that clarity. I'm still keeping it in the portfolio, but at a reduced weight. It's hard keeping it at a full position for a dividend growth strategy when it's not paying a dividend right now. 
But I think Disney is a very compelling long-term hold as it shifts to a streaming world and it owns more of that direct relationship with its customers. You know, it's that Disney as a service idea that Matthew Ball penned. But again, for right now, we're going to have to sit on it for about a year and a half before Disney starts paying its dividend again. If you have any questions for me about our position in Disney or you just want to connect, uh, my email is in the show description. Uh, also, reach out to me if you want to learn more about the MM Dividend Growth Strategy. So I thank you for listening. And now your reward, the disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Glenn Bush and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of American Money Management, LLC, an SCC registered investment advisor who serves as a portfolio manager to private accounts. Clients of AMM, Mr. Bush, employees of AMM may buy or sell securities mentioned without prior notice. The opinions expressed do not constitute a recommendation to buy or sell securities. This podcast should not be considered investment advice and is for educational purposes only.